Fantastic Podcast, where we believe that through books and banter, all is possible. I'm Steph, aka Ideally Inspired Reviews on Instagram, and I'm joined by... I'm Ava of Kingdom of Mass on Instagram. And today we are discussing Tower of Dawn. (sighs) Kale's book. Uh, Enthusiasm. (laughs) But also, more importantly, make sure that it must be read in your Throne of Glass sequence because it's necessary for those who think that it's not. It is the audacity. It's super super necessary and like if you're one of the folks who skipped over tower of dawn because you don't like kale like i can understand that but please know that you are also missing out on sartak and i feel bad for you because of that like i really do i mean you're missing out on like one of i maintain he's like one of the best characters in the series and you're not getting that content and that makes me sad for you so speaking of sartak we met we meet many children of the kagan um which one of them like stood out to you the most as we were first getting introduced to them (laughs) sartak um (laughs) i said other than sartak because he's the obvious choice you should no you shouldn't you should have led with that and it's too late and i've already given my answer there is no other answer no i mean i did i to be perfectly honest i actually was really Intrigued by all of them because yeah. of the dynamic of the the secession, like the royal secession. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's pretty much like survival of the fittest. Yeah. Like, not necessarily like, oh, you were born first, therefore you have claimed the throne. No. Um, right. So clearly for me, I'm like, are they actually close or are they scheming? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I was so, so they were all intriguing to me, um, to be fair. But I mean, Sartak always. Is the answer to every question in this episode. (laughs) He is the best. He is the best, period. Yeah. Um, so other than Sartak, like if I'm not gonna be boring and give the same answer, this is always the danger of having you go first, is because like once again we're on like the same like brainwave. So I spend like so many hours typing out like careful notes and being like, these are my thoughts. I'm going to sound so good when I say them. And then I'm like, so what do you think? And then you just like say it. And I'm like, well, then what's the fucking point? <laughs> uh, so other Not than sorry. Sartak. <laughs> um, other than Sartak, I honestly like wanted to squish Caution's cheeks. Like he's like a little puppy and he kind of reminds me of like a little bit of a mishmash of like Dorian and Kale and Sam, like all of their best features. <laughs> I was just like, cutie. Like when he was like, I'm in love with Irene and I really am like protective over my sister, but I also like want to make sure that my country is doing okay. But like also flirting with girls is hard, but also like I'm a good warrior. Like he's just like has so many like little interesting dynamics that we get. And then we have that one scene where Kale's like, what are you doing in my rooms? Like, what the fuck? And Kashin's like, I know how to pick locks because I'm always sneaking out of, like, ladies' rooms. And I'm just like, sir. (laughs) Like, he's just, like, he has those moments where he see he doesn't necessarily present, like, an awkward vibe. But he sometimes presents a bit of a virgin vibe, which is fine. Like, not everyone needs to be, like, a Casanova. But then he drops those lines and I was like, oh, never mind. Okay. Okay. So yeah, he was just, he struck me as like really sweet and precious. And I was like, somebody protect this man, (laughs) please. You, you'll protect this man. (laughs) 
Well, no. I, I made a claim to StarTech a while ago. Oh, my God. Wait, no. Actually, okay. Fun fact. So, for anyone... No, this is funny because I just remembered this. I haven't thought about it since probably 2018. Um, but for those of you who don't know, when I started Kingdom of Mass, my... Um, uh, profile name was actually High Lord Tarquin and I posted only about Akatar. As much as I loved Throne of Glass, I didn't actually post any Throne of Glass content. Um and I actually started after Throne of Glass or yeah, after Tower of Dawn came out, I started a separate account for Throne of Glass with the intention of like keeping those plat that platform separate. And it was I'm pretty sure it was Kagan underscore underscore Sartak. It might still be floating wow. I don't know if I ever did. Yeah. I'm not even kidding you. And it went nowhere. I posted on it like three times before I was like, fuck it. High Lord Tarquin is changing to Kingdom of Mass. This is just too chaotic for me. Um, and all of my content is now on one platform. But yeah, I was like, like I had a Sartax stand account at one point. That is hilarious. <laughs> I forgot that existed until literally just now. Oh my gosh, what a time to be alive. Imagine thinking <laughs> I'm going to make separate accounts for this author's the same book like books by the same author like I respect people who have the one account and they focus on Throne of Glass or they focus on um Akatar they focus on Crescent City but like who was I to say that I should have separate accounts for all three all two I guess at that point so obnoxious it's just too much effort well at least one is done (laughs) so it's true (laughs) it's true Okay, so in addition to the royals, we are also reintroduced to Irene. How did we feel about her this time around? Because obviously this is not our first read of Tower of Dawn. Although, have you reread Tower of Dawn before? Yes. Okay. I reread Tower of Dawn before Kingdom of Ash came out. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, I really love Irene's character. Mm-hmm. Um, again, from the Assassin's Blade, <clears throat> it was great being reunited with her. Um, so honestly, like I would say, um, my, my feels didn't change. Obviously they mm-hmm. intensified. Um, she's no wilting flower. So I love that. Um, and she was so like gold driven like that, yeah. you know. I, I just, I, lo- I love that. I loved that. And according to the script, by the way, Ava wrote, Irene didn't like Kale at first, just like me. <laughs> and it's true. I wouldn't say that she just didn't like him. I think that she just didn't care for his shenanigans. Like, she was no, not impressed you- by him at all. Okay, about this note, that's literally what you said, because I copy-pasted your text message to me. You were like, oh. this note in the script. <laughs> So not to expose you, but that is literally what you think. I mean, it's true. (laughs) It's true. Um, It's, it is true. Um, (laughs) You like tried to be neutral and then you were like, fuck it. (laughs) I've been caught. Yeah, no, there is no new. I mean, well, well, the thing is, but that's what I mean. Like, I just, I don't, I don't, like I said, I think that with Irene, like she just wasn't impressed by him and she could not. She did not care any, give any fucks about the fact that Kale was anybody's captain or that he was a nobleman or that like, you know, fill in the blank. Like she could not care about any of his accolades that he showed up with like these trunks of like, you know, treasure. (laughs) She could not care less. 
Um, So, I mean, I just love that. But I loved, again, like I said, like I love that even with her friends within the royal family, like she also gave no fucks. Like she (laughs) does not. She really just didn't. She wouldn't. She was not a pushover. She did not have, you know, starry eyed views about, you know, being anyone (laughs) friends with anybody. Yeah. Like she didn't care. Like she, she was ambitious in the sense that she knew that. Um, as, as then Selena had told her back in the Assassin's Blade, like the world needs more healers. So she knew that that was like her destiny right? and no one was going to like, you know, steer her away from that path. Like she was very, you know, determined to, to do that and mad respect for Irene. I love, I love her character. I'm not, I mean, I don't really have very much negative (laughs) to say about her at all. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, I think that to my point of you always taking exactly what I'm going to say and then saying better, um, I guess like that's it, but I'll also add that I loved how sassy she was. So like, not only is she not a pushover, um, but she, so she actually, so she's not like a warrior in the traditional sense of like wielding a sword and like stabbing people and whatnot, even though she can defend herself, which is Like, all of that is some straight badassery. But she does kind of, like, remind me of Sarah's, like, her classic warrior gals. Like, she, like, I feel like she would fit really well into a friendship with, like, Feyre and Moore, for example. I feel like she would do well in the friendship dynamic between, like, Aelin and Manon and um, Irene herself. Like, even though that's never really a dynamic that we get to see necessarily, simply because there aren't enough pages in the world, um... Like, I just, I feel like she could definitely, like, hold her own. Like, sometimes there's the person who doesn't permeate all of the friend groups, and that doesn't make them any less valid. It just means that they kind of, like, stick to their, like, one corner. But I feel like Irene is, like, sassy enough to, like, force her way into all of them. She's like, hi, I'm here now. I'm probably better than all of you. Um, and, I like, I just thought that was so much fun. Um, I know that there are actually people in the fandom who think that she's rude, um, that was something, some discourse that I saw quite a bit after Tower of Dawn released. But I think that, like, Kale can handle that. And also, if your doctor doesn't make fun of you a little bit, then you should find a new doctor. Um, I mean... <laughs> I say. Listen, I just say it because, like, my dad's a doctor and he doesn't take any of my health stuff seriously, but it's, like, funny. <laughs> like, well, no, I nothing- mean... But the thing is, is like, I do, I do actually kind of like that in the sense of like, don't mince words with me, but also don't like sugarcoat anything. Like, Precisely. get straight to the point. You know, right. I feel like if, if Kale would have gotten treatment from anybody that was not Irene, they may have treated him differently and coddled him more. And maybe he right. would not have had like, I mean, aside from like the magical element, of course, like, I don't know if he would have had as much progress as Irene would have, you know, had with him. And that's the thing. Like, I think also with the exception of Aelin, no one treated Kale like that before then. Right. Like, everyone had, like, no you know, because of his, his noble blood and then his position right. within the guard and, right. like, all this stuff. Like, the, no one ever felt compelled <laughs> to right. give him tough love or anything like that. I mean, Dorian, of course, does. But even then, like, still Dorian, like, it took until, like, Crown of Midnight for Dorian yeah. really to, like... And I think go after still, Dorian. Go after Dorian, Kale, I mean. Dorian like has the type of relationship where he doesn't necessarily feel 
like comfortable or good about calling Kale out on his shit. Like all of the air of fire, he basically says like, Kale, you're stupid. That's like kind of their dynamic, but he never feels good about it. Like he always leaves those interactions like feeling shitty, which just like kind of proves that he's maybe not the right person to say that. Whereas Irene is like, um, did anything traumatic happen in your past? And Kale's like, no. And she's like, liar, let's go there. <laughs> like, you know, she doesn't let him, I think, run away, which is maybe the most important part of their mm-hmm. relationship. Like, she doesn't give him that space to be doubtful and yeah. fearful. Um, so if you interpret that as rude, then y'all can do you. No shame, right. no shade. Well, I mean, but also, like, again, it's if if the situation didn't call for it, if it was like completely uncalled for, you know, right? I could totally see that. But you also know from being in Irene's head and her POV that her, she had the best of intentions, even when she was mad at him. Right. So, no, I'm absolutely. <laughs> You're right, and you should say it. <laughs> um. Okay, so we've talked about Irene, and we've talked about um, Kale. Oh my goodness. Um, let's talk about the... I know, how embarrassing for me. Um, let's talk really quickly about the world building. So we're introduced to the southern continent, which we've kind of been hearing about for like the entirety of the series. Like Occasionally, you know, mentions are made of the southern continent. But it isn't until Queen of Shadows, when we meet Nezrin for the first time, that we really start to get a little bit more information about it. Um, and then obviously in Empire of Storms, like it's basically non-existent in the same way that like Kale is kind of erased from the page. Um, so what did we think of the like world building? Because I think it is so different from Outerland, which like I think lends um, itself to the reason as to why the royals were like very wishy-washy about whether or not they would go confront um, the king of Outerland. Because they're like, what does that have to do with us <laughs> yeah. like he's you know fucking shit up on you know somewhere else and like that's terrible but like is that my problem uh, because they just like have such a different you know form so many different forms of like traditions and everything so how did we feel about that I I really loved the world building in this book and I think to be honest that that was one of the things that immediately drew me in aside from of course it being a KL book and I was like ugh KL um I remember when Sarah was writing it or had written it because she wrote this book in 5 days um that I don't she want to talk about that we're not acknowledging it because it's literally too mind boggling <laughs> well so the first draft <laughs> the first draft was in 5 days I mean it took forever to to edit the rest of it out but anyways um but, like, I remember when Sarah was originally talking about it when she went on the um, Empire of Storms tour. And she was kind of talking about, like, her inspiration and, like, you know, all this stuff. And I just mm-hmm. remember being like, oh, my God, this is, like, so different. Um, I knew that it was going to be really interesting um, because it's it was just going to feel so different from everything else that we had had. I mean, up until that point, we had the Akatar series come out and obviously now... The, the Throne of Glass series, but it's like a 180 from right. like the current state of affairs, like as far as <laughs> like the like even just the royal succession. And then um, I don't know, just like it, it seemed like they were so in their own bubble. Yeah. Uh, which is a good and a bad thing, I guess. But like right. I, I loved I loved how lush it was and how mm-hmm. like 
rich in detail. And I just felt like, I mean, once again, whenever Sarah talks about food in books and I just want to like <laughs> eat yeah. off the page, like, right. I could just tell that like, I felt like this was some place that I could like book a plane ticket and go there. Totally. Um, I mean, not to say that the rest of her like books don't feel that way, but like this one in particular, I feel like I legit was like, okay, let me do some research and let me right. find this place because I'm going to find it. I know I will. Um so yeah, but what about you? Well, so I think that what I loved about it so much is that um, it feels, it actually does kind of feel like Valaris in a way. So like we know because of Akatar that Sarah can write these very like prosperous cities that are, you know, dwell in a time of peace. Um, and we don't really get that anywhere else in the Throne of Glass series. Like every city that we go to has been wrecked and the people are starving and Rifthold gets sacked like every book it feels at least by the end. <laughs> um, and it's just like a terrible situation for everyone. But so like to see sort of the prosperity and like what Sarah can write when she's dealing with a place that is like financially and like politically stable, um, I think just like brings out so many fun elements to her writing. And I know that people complain that Tower of Dawn was too long. And like maybe in Kingdom of Ash, it doesn't come up all of the, you know, intricacies of the different uh, Rook clans and maybe it doesn't necessarily matter how the restaurants work in this city but I still thought that it was just so interesting and fun and like vital to the characterization as well um, of Irene and the rest of the royals who I mean just like stole the show they were incredible um, but I really enjoyed well, and I it. think. I think that, like, in comparison to Valaris, like, of course, like, Valaris was pretty diverse in, in like, the, like, all the different um, areas within Valaris. Right. Um, and that kind of thing. But I think that first, like, like, I literally felt like I could, like, smell. Right. <laughs> Like, no, you know, totally. like, I feel like I literally was, like, like with Valaris, like, I'm, like, oh, yeah, like, I feel like the imagery is always, like, especially with Akasif, especially right. because we spent so much time in Valaris where we weren't, like, so hyper-focused on, like, Highburn and, like, everything else that's going right. on. Like, so we got to, like, really be there. Um, but with, like, with Tower of Dawn, like, I was, I mean, even as far as, like, when they were riding the Rooks and, like, mm -hmm. they were, like, at the campfire and stuff. I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm there. Yeah, <laughs> no, like totally. Completely immersed in, in this. So, yeah. yeah, it's, it's so great. And then it's also nice to kind of see, like, it's almost, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's just the way that humans have been written in Sarah's books thus far in Akatar and Throne of Glass, at least. Um, but it almost feels like vaguely fey in the sense that they're a little bit more like laissez-faire about like, parties and like body positivity and like that sort of thing so like I always imagine the fae to be a little bit like more reckless a little bit more wild than the humans and that's not to say that I guess I wouldn't categorize like the parties as reckless and wild that we see in Tower of Dawn but they're just like more relaxed like there doesn't seem to be this like crazy need to you know like impress anyone in the same to the same degree that there is in Rifthold and I thought that that was really I guess I'm just like tired of tight knit, uptight settings. And so it was really nice to see something that, like you said, was completely different. Um, and she really nails that in Tower of Dawn, I think. Yeah. So good. Word. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so regarding romances, because this is like our favorite topic of conversation, um, and I honestly think that like Tower of Dawn has some of my favorite ships in the series. Like I really do. Um, <laughs> it's just like, it's so, it's not like a, I wouldn't classify it as like a heavily romantic book. And yet there are like quiet dynamics where we don't see like kissing on the page or anything, but I just like want to stand up and like scream and be like, I ship that. I ship it so hard. Um, but obviously we see Kale and Irene, they're definitely kissing and like making out and doing other things on the page. So we will start with them. Um, when did you start shipping them? Cause I presume that you ship them. Like, how could you not after reading yeah. that? Okay. Um, uh, to be honest, I, I mean, when they released the blurb for Tower of Dawn and I knew obviously like the main focus of the plot was going to be around Kale and Irene, it was pretty evident that that was going to be the romantic thread, uh, like the main romance in, in this story. But I will say that like if I had gone into it completely blind, though, I wouldn't. Like, I would have felt about their romance in Tower of Dawn the way that I felt about Aelin and Rowan. Like, how it started out. Like, where I wasn't immediately looking for romantic threads. Um, right. Like, it it started with, you know, obviously dislike. But, like, it turned into respect and then, you know, then evolved into... But, like, they kind of had a little bit of a slow burn, though. Like, um, Kayla yeah. and... and um, I was going to say Nazareth, that was... Not it. Kale and Irene uh, kind of had a little bit of a slow burn. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, it was fine. <laughs> like, are they my favorite couple of the series or anything? No. Like, I was actually more yeah. invested, I think, in Nezrin and Sartak than I was. But, I mean, I'm trying to decide if that's because I love Sartak or <laughs> because I genuinely just loved, like, their dynamic more. Right. Um I haven't decided yet. TBD. Still to this day, it's been years and I still don't know <laughs> like why I love Nazrin and Sartak more, but, but it was fine. I mean, I liked, I liked them together for sure. Um, fill in the blank. <laughs> more emotion, more emotion shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how else to in, Insert feelings here. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, I wouldn't say that Kale and Irene are like my favorite ship out of the series. Um, but I did really enjoy. I, I like really, I really enjoyed their dynamic, especially this reread. I've always been kind of like, I've always been pretty neutral toward. <sighs> That's not true. I think by Tower of Dawn, <laughs> I had made my peace with the fact that Kale was going to continue to be like a main character in the story. Um, and I was willing to like accept that and everything, move on, everything's gonna be fine. Um, but I wasn't, I, I guess I was like, I was neutral by the time that Tower of Dawn came out. I like made myself be neutral. And I think that I carried that neutrality through Tower of Dawn uh, when I first read it. And I was like, yeah, these guys, like they're cute and everything's fine. Like I, Sarah has like never made me really hate a romance. Like, even in Akatar, like, I thought that Tamlin and Feyre were kind of cute. And yes, there were warning signs. And, like, by the, you know, first page of Akamath, you can see that there are, like, massive issues. But, like, 
whatever. Phelan had some cute moments in Akatar. Um, and so, like, to that degree, Sarah's never made me, like, viscerally, violently hate a romantic coupling. <laughs> ever. Viscerally, so, violently. <laughs> Just. I, well, I shouldn't say that. There remains the one. The, the ship that shall not be named. Oh, um, I don't think I can recall at this moment, but tell me after. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but this read around, read a, oh my god, read around <laughs> this time around this read along. God damn. Okay, this time around, um, I I thought they were just so cute, and like I could not get enough. I really enjoyed. The Sartak and Nezrin chapters, but I think they were more like on more equal footing with the Kale and Irene chapters this time around. Um, so like I really started shipping them when Irene invites him to help the young healers learn self-defense. Um, and I just, I thought that was so cute. And I think the thing that I love about their relationship so much is that like Kale wanted to be loved so bad. And there was a part of me that like felt bad for him so that so like when he got it and when he found someone who understood him and was like willing to forgive the many flaws <laughs> um I was like okay all right that's cute shit like I guess I'm just like such a romantic that I see two people genuinely in love and I'm like oh my, oh my god <laughs> like that's so cute um so yeah they're like it's it's not my number one ship of the series but there were enough like sweet moments. There's the fact that Irene like pushes Hussar into the water for Kale that I thought was, and I just, I thought that was so funny. Like, did she almost die? Yes. But was it worth it? Also, yes. yes. Um, <laughs> Which again, a perfect example of, of her not giving a solid right. about no, she does not who care. she's dealing with. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, I thought that was awesome. Um, I do wish, the one thing that like frustrated me about that relationship was that I wish that Kale and Nezrin had been more upfront with each other um, mm-hmm. and like communicative. Because I think that Kale made so many like implications at the end of Queen of Shadows. I don't really feel like, I don't have the same um, feeling towards Nezrin's actions because I feel like it was Kale making most of the declarations in Queen of Shadows, and Nezrin was always like, bitch, I do not need you. Like, I guess you're hot, and that's why I'm here, and that's it. Um, and so I feel like he shouldn't have made all of those, like, promises and then come to Antica and immediately been like, Nezrin who? Like, I wish he'd just sort of acknowledged earlier on that he had feelings for Irene. Or, like, sent her a letter or something. Like, I know that's, like, shitty, and, like, the the medieval version of like a text message but like I wish she'd sent a letter and been like hey (laughs) I hope that you bang Sartak because I'm definitely banging Irene like (laughs) you know that would have been the polite thing to do I mean I think that they were I don't know I think that I think that the verbal confirmation was more for the reader's sake because I felt that like both Kale and Nezrin both understood. Like, cause I don't think that they had ever made any prompt. Like, you know what I mean? Like you said, like there, there, there weren't any, there wasn't a commitment there in general. So like in theory, I don't see like addressing it. Sure. Just for the sake of like getting like, you know, the elephant in the room maybe, but like, I don't, I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I wasn't getting vibes like that, that they were, 
a real couple. Like, I think that it was more of, like, a an emotional, like, attachment, get... like, an emotional bond more than it, like, being a romantic. Like, in my, like, just for yeah. me. Not to mean that that's how it was. But, like, so for me, I was, like, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made a difference to me. Whether they right. had, like agreed to sleep with other people or be with other people or not like i was like go get you some nezrin like i think just because kale brings it up so often he's like i feel so guilty and i'm like dude you can do something about but that that's like kale, you know that, right that's just kale being <laughs> it's kale being kale like this is no shock or surprise to us because please know like or at least in my view as i was reading nezrin and sartak scenes like i didn't feel like they like that nezrin even was conflicted about her ties to kale at all like she just whatever i mean how could you be if sartak is right there i mean this is true <laughs> this is very true <laughs> so speaking of because it's time to transition let's talk about Nazarin and Sartak like when did we start shipping them how do we feel etc etc I feel like we've made it we've made it abundantly clear that we stand and we love them um what further details can we give about how we feel about their relationship though since I went first the last time I'll let you go first Ava because I'm pretty sure that you're gonna oh say God, you stole you. my answer go ahead wow <laughs> that was a really good um imitation of my voice too, I know so. I know I know. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I mean, obviously I freaking love them. I am obsessed with Sartak. I'm obsessed with the fact... Okay, so he says a couple of things that, like, really made me want to, like, just devour him. He's so cute and precious and sexy. And I think, like... <laughs> I just, I'm serious. Don't laugh. Steph's no, I'm only laughing because I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I can tell that you are so happy that I let you go first. Because no, I'm so you're happy. Because you're just like unloading. He's <laughs> speaking he with like, your chest right now. Listen. You so, like, so that's why I was giggling about it. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, she really, she really wanted to go first. Go I'm ahead. saying it with my heart. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he just like, fuck. Okay. All right. There's that moment where he, it's like, okay, so they're, it's after the party and they're leaving to go to the mountains and Nezrin and Kale have left like together to go back to their shared rooms or whatever. And so it's like the morning after and Sartak goes, I thought you'd be busy with Kale or whatever. And he go and Nezrin says all day with like a question mark and Sartak looks at her and he's just like I would have taken all day I was like you cannot be just saying shit like that sir and expecting me to not have a physical like reaction to that like that just settled like it's it's done so confidently there's nothing sly about it I think that's one of the things that makes me really love characters like Sartak and Tarquin is because they're so up front. I love a good like sassy like anti-hero boy, but what really gets me in terms of like personal preference, not even necessarily reading preference, but personal preference or when people are just like I don't even need to add a wink or a dark laugh or a chuckle or anything. Like I am so confident in my sexual prowess that I can just like say this to you and we <laughs> we can move on. Like that is like the best thing ever in my opinion. So the fact that he just like drops that bomb and then is like, also, would you like to come to the mountains with me? <laughs> I was just like, oh my, it's too much. It's too much. Um, the fact that he's heard of Nezrin and like keeps tabs on her and has been keeping tabs on her and is like basically a fangirl. Like he's just joined the ranks of 
Sarah's men who are like obsessed with their wives. And I love him for that. Rowan. I think that's so powerful. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm and just, I think he's great. When he's like, I wish we'd had that time when he thinks he's about to die. Oh, I love him. <laughs> it's like too, it's too much for me. He's like checking off all the boxes. Like, oh my God, I don't even care that he's not a water boy. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> so good. Wow. Well, right, you know, you go. on everything you said. No, <laughs> no, I mean, genuinely, I think that the one thing that I loved the most about it was exactly your last point. Like, I just loved how much of a fan he was of hers, mm-hmm. where he was just like, you know, he was her hype man and <laughs> like just always, I don't know, like, I, I love that, like very supportive, but like supportive even before romance was even a thing you know like he had a genuine mutual respect for her um and i i think that that's one of the sexiest components about a love interest in a book is when there's like blatant mutual respect like it's like you can't it's undeniable like clearly it's not just a physical attraction or even like an emotional attraction. Like it's like I I see you. I recognize that we are equals and you know, let's ride off in right. the sunset together. Like here we go. <laughs> so that's you know, that's how I feel about Sartak, especially because I, I, I loved that like it didn't fucking matter that she was a woman. It didn't matter that she right. you know was raised on the other side of the continent or like that she was, you know, whatever. Like he he didn't fucking care. Like right. none of the regular things that people care about when you're in, you're a member of the royal family. Like he right. didn't care that she's a commoner, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like I love that. I love that. No, totally. The fact that he, you know, he's like, I am not going to become emperor unless you're allowed to be my empress. And Nazarene's like, you can't be, I can't be empress. And he's, he just like looks at her. He's like, does not compute. Like, of course you can. Why wouldn't, like, he just has that like such... It's like a casual confidence that, I mean, he doesn't even need to explain anything. He's like, you can do it because you're Nezrin. Like, what more explanation do you need? Like, you're a badass. It's going to be fine. We got this. Like, I just, I love, yeah. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to like heavy sigh my way into a dreamscape before we even finish this episode. Um, okay. Moving on to Borte and Yaren who are even funnier this time around like Borte she's so (laughs) flipping funny and I'm so glad that she is in Kingdom of Ash because I don't know what I would do without her honestly (laughs) I yes no I love them like I know that we don't have very much content for Borte and Yaren but like I'm a professional at loving people who show up once or twice um I like As we know, <laughs> this is not a surprise. Right. This is my MO. I like that they're like, it feels like enemies to lovers vibes, but they're still enemies, but also I'm pretty sure they're banging. So I bet it's like hate sex. And I'm just like obsessed with the entire dynamic. Like I need a novella. I need, I need the world of throne of glass to come through basically is what I'm saying. Yeah, I just love it. I just love an antagonistic like. Yes, like we hate each other, but also. Oh, that dialogue though. Oh gosh, I love it. I love it. 
<laughs> and like there's again a mutual respect but like you just don't want to like acknowledge it <laughs> like but just i don't know i just i love it <sighs> yes so it was the, co- the comedic relief for sure yes precisely like Everyone's lightening like up fire. the mood <laughs> yeah and meanwhile, Borte is, like, making fun of Sartak, which is another thing that I love about him so much, is that he's, like, he's just a regular dude when he goes to the mountains. Like, there's no, you know, he's, like, practically not a prince there. He's just a guy. And Borte loves reminding him of that, and so I love him for that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just, like, I think that's you know, one of the best parts of Tower of Dawn was that, like, Sarah had to essentially invent an entirely new cast. Like, the only characters that we've seen before are Kale and Irene and Nezrin. And Irene and Nezrin haven't had that prominent of a role before, so it's kind of like we're literally starting from Kale. (laughs) Um, And yet she managed to make, like, so many awesome amazing characters that like you fall in love with and like wish had been there all along so that and they don't feel extraneous like I think that's my favorite part of Tower of Dawn is that I know that everybody not everybody but a lot of people I've spoken to say that it feels like a like a side thought I guess like a spin-off of the series but like not actually part of it and I disagree with that sentiment like I think it feels very much like a throne of glass book even though we're dealing with new characters so I know it's fun stuff it was a nice like yeah it was a nice little like breath of fresh air right it's like a little buffer in between I mean agony of empire exactly the of empire Ash. of misery as we <laughs> yeah. uh lovingly refer to it like honestly yeah like it was just nice to I mean it, there was still danger and there was still suspense and there was still right. intrigue and all that right. but like I I just felt like I could breathe while I was yeah. reading it. So <laughs> that's the most important thing. <laughs> right. Totally. So. And yet, mm-hmm. even still, Sarah manages to pack in so many surprises. So let's talk about the fact that Maeve is a freaking Valg queen. Ayo. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody else like felt their jaws drop when they first read that, but I... I did. I was like, what? Like, I felt so stupid at the same time because I was like, there have been quite a few hints, actually, that she's not really Faye. And so, like, what else would she be? But just, like, the extent of her deviousness. Because we know deviance. I think it's deviance. Because we know after Empire of Storms, like, how awful she is. But sort of having that background context... Was I surprised when it was first revealed? I I was, but like mm-hmm. I it like it's like I guess I should say I was shocked but not surprised. That's the best way to put mm-hmm. it. Like with no, as like as as terrible of a being as she was, right. I was not shocked by, you know or shocked and not surprised. Whatever it whatever I said. <laughs> Play back the tape. Um <laughs> I just like I just it, it, you're like, oh, okay. Now, now there's the missing piece we didn't have. Right, I got it. Right, like, right. That it doesn't makes feel like sense a, now. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a plot twist. It feels like a culmination. Right. You're like, aha, yes. that's what it yes. is. Yes. Um, exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, but I still like. 
so you have that moment where you're almost like you almost feel proven right in the sense that you're like, I knew that bitch wasn't normal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then in the next sentence, you're like, fuck, now Aelin has to deal with a Valk king and a Valk queen. I was like, oh, <laughs> like I just had to laugh because Kale's out here like getting laid and healing and he's going on this remarkable journey and Aelin's like in a fucking coffin. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hashtag triggered. Uh, triggered. <laughs> triggered. Uh, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. No, it's not. Um, no, it's not. It's really not. Um, but yeah, I just like, I think that that hurt more knowing that she has more to deal with I think like I don't really care about it in the context of like anything else it's mostly just not one more thing for Aelin to have to deal with like surely not enter kingdom of ash in which everything (laughs) falls apart Uh, (laughs) everywhere yep (laughs) entirely Ugh, not looking forward to it, but anyway. <laughs> no, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's um, fine. It's totally fine. <sighs> okay, Um, the second thing I want to talk about in terms of reveals is Falcon. So we meet Lysandra's uncle. Did you see that coming? I didn't see that coming. I was like, I didn't. Never, like, and well, the fact I didn't that it's see like it the coming. Merchant, Hmm. Well, okay. Well, I should say, okay, here's the thing. I didn't see it coming up until it came. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like in the sense of like getting his backstory where he was talking yeah. about basically that like they're like he has no other family and da, 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 da. I'm sitting right. there. I'm like on the edge of my seat. I'm like, oh, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, <laughs> oh. And then it's like revealed and you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what was that noise? <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, oh, no, but like, that's gosh. exactly an inside look at the sound that I made while that was revealed. Um, <laughs> but no, but it was just like, oh my God, like it all like clicks into place. But yeah, it's, it's so cool. Once again, like that this is, this is a character that we were introduced to yeah. a while back. And of course we get reintroduced to, and then. You're like, wait a minute, you've been hiding in plain sight, sir. Like, right. what? Right. Um, Yeah. So no, I was like, oh, my God, now you just have to live and meet her because. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you have to rescue her from the evil Adian. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Someone. I know. Like, clearly you will appreciate her for who she truly is. Literally. And not who you want her to be. Right. Um, and I also no, love. So. That he actually becomes sort of like a um, scale, I guess, that really helps us realize how powerful Lysandra is. Because he's Mm -hmm. like, I can't even, he's like, I can barely manage a wolf. And meanwhile, Lysandra's like a fucking sea dragon. Snow leopard. Yeah, like Uh. she shifts with (laughs) such ease, most, like with the exception of, you know, the sea dragon where she's like, okay, I'm tired, I need to take a rest. Like she just goes back and forth, like, you know, uh, Oh my god, my brain, my poor brain. I'm pretty sure she shifts into a wyvern at some point at the end of Empire of Storms because she's been like looking at Abraxos. Um, but like goes between wyvern and um, 
ghost leopard and human with like such ease and so yeah I just I, I what can I say I love powerful women sue me <laughs> um but yeah I just it was really it was really wholesome it was really fun to see that whole like come full circle um in terms of like here's this merchant who's kind of been like on the outskirts of everything never really interacting with anyone but kind of like existing on the same like web um throughout the entire series and it's I don't know like I love that Sarah brings all of those moments together I wish we'd had more of that with characters like Knox for example um where it's like oh there he is again but that's okay one one character is enough I know right (laughs) I am satisfied with this one morsel that you chose to give me precisely (laughs) (laughs) um so I think the last thing that we have to talk about is the fact that Kale actually did something really helpful. So whereas Adrian <laughs> just bitched about Adian's out here bitching to Aelin. He's like, where are your armies? Like, why are you going to get an army, Adian, if you want one so badly? Um, meanwhile, Kale, of all people, comes with not only cavalry, not only navy, but also like air force. Like, he he killed it. He did his job so well. He met the standards that were asked of him for once. Like, shit. <laughs> I was so, I was so proud of him for doing, <laughs> for doing his job. <laughs> I was like, meets expectations. I know. I, I mean, yes. It took Kale, like, a quarter of the amount of time. <laughs> And not even, like, uh, like an eighth of the amount of time that Adian took to, like, just contact a few people. Right. And, like, <laughs> Kale actually, like, came through. Though yeah. I will say, I think that, you know, I feel like this was also a joint effort. I mean, it was also part ne- Nezrin, too. Like, oh, Unbeknownst no, to Kale, like, he definitely brought his ace in the hole, not realizing he had an ace in the hole. Um, Listen. With Nazrin. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry, but there's no way. I bet you anything that that the Kagan would have been like, I'm making you heir. And if it hadn't been like Nezrin for Sartak, he would have been like, okay, then we're staying here. <laughs> like, but it's okay. Kale's going to take the credit and that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Right. As long as we get like no like credit goes to Adian, that's all that matters. <laughs> The other day. <laughs> so, it's true. Not sorry. Sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. He doesn't deserve it. Word. All right. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, and non binary pals, I think then we are done. My gosh. Yeah. I know. We managed to spend to 45 plus minutes discussing kale oh well i was just gonna say that we we did it in under an hour like i'm so proud of us well that i mean yes we have multiple victories here um <laughs> i'm just i'm just shocked uh that uh i was able to contribute enough to that conversation oh uh, no i'm just kidding um anyways <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Next week's episode, we are going to be covering the final book of oh our reread. <laughs> Gird your loins. I'm um, not ready. 
Uh, Kingdom of Ash, which will it be one episode? Will it be two episodes? Who knows? Um, we don't even know yet. No. <laughs> but stay tuned either way, um, where we'll be able to like fully unleash all of our feels. Feels. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oof. I didn't mean to like completely it's... copy you. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> That's I was like, I'm going to be fun and finish her sentence. <laughs> but then there was like a delayed reaction. <laughs> I know. All it's right. okay. It's fine. But yes. So fine. make sure that you're following us on all of our socials at phantomtastic.com is our shop. Um, also follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and leave us a review, please, or rating only good ones. <laughs> rate us as if Sarah were watching you rate it. Maybe she is. We don't know right. what she does in her spare time. We don't know. No, she's she's plotting the next thing to like break our hearts about. Like it's oh my fine. Gosh, it's true. Um, <laughs> but anyways, but yes, but thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you. And again, thank you to our patrons who have been supporting us over the last few months. We could not do this without you, especially. We appreciate and Ava, you. would you like to uh, see everybody out? Thank you so much for listening, and remember, don't let the hard days win. That's right, unless you are Adian. Kale has redeemed himself, he so Adian, from here on out, can have that. He's on the uh, <laughs> We'll catch you guys next week, everybody. Bye.